0: G'day and welcome to Aussie Vision. I'm Mike. And I'm Dale. And we're here for our Review and Rank Series for Eurovision 2022. And today is about the beautiful island nation of Malta.
1: Yeah, Malta. Um I'd really like to visit one day, actually. Mm, and right there's... List. Quite a large Maltese population here in
0: Australia as well. Oh, for sure. I went to school in Melbourne and there was a lot of Maltese kids at that
1: school. We know this because when we have given some negative things about Malt in the past and <laughs> the podcast and in website, we've heard back from the Maltese community in Australia. They don't
0: mind coming for you either, can I say. <laughs> good on the feisty people. S-
1: stand up for your nation. Yes. <laughs> well, how have they been doing at Eurovision, though? Well, actually, they've been doing pretty good recently. Six out of the last nine competitions they have qualified Ooh, great that's a really strong record and the last three qualifiers have actually done really well seventh place last year destiny now they were obviously hoping for a lot more but still it's a top 10 position and mm. a very good one there seventh cannot be sniffed at exactly in a very tough year um, 14th with chameleon in 2019 and ira Losco got 12th place back in 2016 with a walk on water including a head-scratching fourth place with the jury, I must say. But still, three very strong uh, results in, you know, the last five years. Yeah, very much so. But punching above the weight of the uh, sort of size of the country. Who have they got for us, Michael, to represent the feisty small island nation? Well, this year we have Emma Musket with I Am What I Am. This is my-
0: 21 years of age, singer-songwriter and model, Emma Muscat is already a household name in her native Malta. Music has been a strong influence for her from an early age, learning to sing and becoming a classically trained pianist. For the past few years, Emma has been based primarily in Italy, where she came to prominence on the popular talent show Amici di Maria De Filippi. Well, ultimately, she came fourth on that show. So that's pretty good. And yeah. Italian uh, talent shows are pretty mm-hmm. competitive. Now, since then, she's been commercially releasing a steady stream of EPs and singles. So for a young performer, she's gotten off to a really good, strong start to this career.
1: Yeah. And look, the Maltese people certainly got behind her because she took out the national final for Malta this year, Mesk, which made a return to our screens for the first time since 2018. Really fun national final, a lot of ads, um, but they really take it seriously and it's almost like a little mini Eurovision. Yeah, they really put their heart and soul into it, don't they? They do. The only difference is, didn't really matter what song won. Um, (laughs) So Emma did actually win with a song called Out of Sight. It won the jury 12 points across the board and first place in the telly vote however with Mesk there is something in the terms and conditions if you read somewhere down there in the bottom in the small writing Mm. it's not necessarily about choosing the song it's about the artist so the day after she won the broadcaster and Emma started looking for another song literally the day after they confirmed. They went shopping around. Ooh. And so out of sight, the winner of Mesk was thrown in the bin and they picked up this new song, which was written by a chap called Dino, who's actually the fiance of Dotter, who a lot of people know from Melody Festivalin. Mm. He was involved with Bulletproof, which did very well, and you may hear some similarities in the song of this one. And he wrote this song as well. And Dotter herself does backing vocals on the studio. Oh, wow. I didn't
0: know she was involved in the uh, singing. Yes. I know that the whole song swap has left a bit of a bad taste in some people's mouths.
1: Yes, some. (laughs) Look, I mean, the thing is, it's happened before. It did happen back in 2016. Mm -hmm. Then they got a good result. And hey, look, if the rules are the rules, that's fine. I just don't think it passes what we would call the pub test. Yeah,
0: people have invested money literally by voting for that song, and you've got this whole competition where it's like, well, this is what we're gonna send, this is what we're gonna send, and next thing, no, it's not. Can I say, though, can't remember
1: what out of sight sounds like. When I had to listen when I was doing the notes, I was like, let me go revisit that, I'm like, oh, that's right, that's what that sounded like. You I totally forgot about it.
0: I still remember (laughs) Hamilton Travel, but I don't remember uh, out (laughs) of sight. All right, shall we talk about the pros on this one, Dale? The jury appeal here is the thing that really stands out. This should be a song that appeals to those music professionals that we've seen voting at Eurovision in the past. It's commercial, it's contemporary, it's well-written. This tends to be jury bait.
1: Yeah, exactly. Look, it is Scandinavian written and that slick, scanty sound is there and that generally does do well for juries. And it's kind of been the approach of Malta in the past and it has worked for them to get good jury scores that really underpin their results. The other thing I want to say on the big pro here is Emma. Mm she is fantastic she just has this star quality she looks amazing i didn't know she's a model but i'm not surprised Mm. she looks amazing she sounds amazing she can perform on that stage and you kind of can't take your eyes off her
0: Uh, absolutely incredible performer and i wanted to say this song it does give her moments to shine there are plenty of opportunities for her to to really capture attention from both the televoters and the jury Plus also, I think the song has got this kind of rousing anthemic element to the whole thing. So I find the whole song very
1: uplifting as well. And that's, that's, that's a good thing. Yeah, I mean, again, stealing my points here. (laughs) Um, Literally wrote, Emma, there's moments to shine. Uh, But look, there (laughs) is the memorable hooks in there that are going to stay with listeners. So whether or not you love or you like or don't like the song, you're going to probably remember, particularly, you know, straight after. And if it's going to stay with you, it is going to stay with you as well there. So there could be some tele-vote for appeal with that rousing nature you're talking about and with those hooks particularly. Potentially.
0: Hmm. potentially. I'm also going to say here uh, her running order of sixth on the night I think is pretty good. Now she's wedged between Georgia which is just a little bit odd and may just completely not land and then it's followed by San Marino which could be a little chaotic and not land Mm. so all of a sudden this brand of non-offensive solid pop all of a sudden may seem like quality stuff and really stand out now i'm also going to bring to that as well dale that is a good draw i think of nations for malta in this semi-final we have nations like australia sweden the uk ireland all voting in this semi-final and i do feel this is the type of song that may resonate with those audiences and juries in particular.
1: Yeah, Australia has actually been quite generous in the televote to Malta in the past. I think we might have been the only ones who gave Taboo any points in the tele vote <laughs> in 2018. And we generally do mm. reward them well. I think there's a similarity in kind of what we like and what we go for. Most definitely. I guess we should talk about the Consdale, and you can kick us off if you like this is kind of lacking a killer punchier i can see why this was a song that was originally written for melody festival and but isn't a top shelf version of that this is a song you'd see in there mike straight through to the final and finish in ninth place and i think when you talk about a eurovision stage that was just to fall down a little bit
0: yeah i'm gonna put here just general lack of originality really it's very cookie cutter it's almost a sort of example of scandinavian songwriting 101 isn't it here's this bit here's that bit here's the rousing bit so ultimately it just may just go in one ear and straight out the other because we've just heard
1: it all before. Yeah, it's a real unknown quantity with this because you're taking a cookie-cutter approach. This is generally what juries have rewarded in the past, but because we've heard this so much and there's nothing new here... Could they maybe not come for it as much as we anticipate? I mm. definitely think there's a question mark because I won't be surprised if it's getting an amazing jury score, but I would also totally not be surprised if it's completely just not really won over by the jury at all. I think it'll get something, but may not do as well as people think.
0: I totally agree with you. I'm either kind of prepared for fourth in the jury semi final or 14th. <laughs> yeah. Could be either kind yeah. of thing. I'm also going to say something about the lyrics here. Just miss the mark. I am what I am. What does that even mean? Like, you know, there's nothing in the song that really tells us anything about Emma. And the whole thing just seems very bland. And I think that will just fail to resonate with some people
1: yeah there's a cold and coldness and a clinicalness to this song itself like i think emma gives it warmth mm-hmm. and personality but ultimately yeah the song is lacking a soul and we've seen this happen for malta before and other nations like even when you had um chameleon uh which was I think probably a bit more for a televote. It came 10th in the televote in its semifinal. Ira Losco came 9th in the televote in her semifinal. So they struggle even with the songs that do very well. Um, they even struggle to do pretty good in that televote. And then when it comes to the jury, there's some big songs in this semi final. Mm. So if she doesn't have a big jury score to underpin it, I don't think the televote's going to help.
0: Yeah, true. They do struggle a little with the televote traditionally, don't they? I'm also going to say, I think this could be really tricky to stage. I know that might sound weird for such a gelatinous song, but don't do enough. And I think you come across as an X-Factor performance relying too heavily on Emma. Then if you go down that schmaltzy road of, faces on the screens and naff slogans and stuff like that then it just becomes an absolute cringe fest so there is a bit of a fine line here and i'm
1: very interested to see how they're going to approach it because it could fall a little flat yeah because they have been doing things in the music video and in her original thing about a site um of her playing the piano for a bit getting up and walking around and looking sparkly and doing her thing that feels a bit delta goodram on the voice 2015 (laughs) um it just feels like it's been done to death Mm -hmm. again it's nothing new and if you're not going to give us nothing new in the song and you're going to give us nothing new in the staging you're going to start to struggle
0: well dale it isn't just us it's also the aussie vision team that go through and rank
1: all the songs and what have the team thought about malta well, the AussieVision team have listened to all the songs and they've ranked them and they've placed Malta in 33rd. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. That is low. That's a bit of a dogging. Yeah. Oh,
0: jeez, <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. I had
1: to double check that before when I looked at it. It's like, that is really quite low. That is very, very low.
0: So uh, what was the range of the votes on this one?
1: Big range. Um, 4th <laughs> to 39th. So, look, there was a couple of people who had it in their top 10. But ultimately Eight people Which was just under half um, The voters Had it in the 30s Oh This is not resonating at all No it's not No I think it is a song That you need to hear A lot more of And I do think The voting happened Not long after The change of song So I'm wondering If there was a little bit of Bitterness about The way that it was done You know Like I think people Were feeling a bit icky at the time Mm -hmm. well maybe if they voted now they'd be like oh yeah i don't care about that out of sight was not that great either Mm, okay (laughs) yeah yeah, fair enough well who are we listening to on this occasion okay we're listening to Kyriakos and we're listening to teddy
0: who doesn't love an x factor winning single and a life-inspiring song it's simple it's infectious. And there is a market for this in a broad audience that watches Eurovision. I fell in love with these kind of songs back with uh, back then with uh, X Factor UK in 2005 when Shane Ward won with That's My Goal. Um, yes, I'm one of those people who put Michael Rice in my top 10 back in 2019. And Emma Musket's I Am What I Am makes it to my top 10 at number 10 this year. And I'll be watching, I'll be joining in and clapping during that hugely climatic ending. Watch Emma sneak into the semi-final top 10. I had a really rough day at work the other day. When I got home, I just wanted to sleep. I opened the door to my house. I walked inside and Emma Musket was standing in my front room. I looked at her and I just said, Hello Emma Musket, what are you doing standing in my front room? and she looked deep into my soul, and she said the magic words, I am what I am. The clouds parted. The sun rose. The birds started to sing. My skin cleared. My mood lifted. Everything was better. I am what I am is a testament to the flourishing and the resilience of the human spirit, disguised as the musical equivalent of a live, laugh, love coffee mug. It is magnificent. It is superb. And it is my fourth favourite song of 2022. Well, goodness me, weren't they some comments, Dale? Where do we even begin? <laughs> okay, let's start with Kiriakos' because that's probably the easier one to dissect. Look, it it kind of does have that X Factor winner about it, most definitely. And that's always kind of appealed to me as well. So, yeah, I kind of get where he's coming from. Um, and with Teddy, just someone take the magic mushrooms off him, like now, quickly. <laughs> but my God, that was so hilarious. I've not heard anything so funny in ages.
1: Oh my God, we literally had to stop the podcast for a bit because we were in laughing fits at that one as well. <laughs> and I was almost in laughing fits at the fact of um, Kiriarkos' awful taste and X Fact. He was like, he started with it. Who doesn't love an X-Factor winning song? A lot of people. (laughs) A lot of people. But I must say, Shane Ward's song in 2005 was great, but it's dated. It's dated. Um, I think the analogy of putting the song of Malta into the live, laugh, love mug (laughs) is a perfect analogy for this. I mean, it is is that. It is what it is. Oh, Teddy and Kiriakos, I just don't know what to do with you two after that, but... Look, it's given us a laugh nonetheless. That
0: was amazing, (laughs) amazing stuff.
1: All right, I guess we
0: should pull ourselves together and wrap and rank on this one, Dale. Now, whether I agree with the song spot by Malta or not, one thing is for sure, at least I can remember this one. Now, listeners will know that I generally do love some good old vanilla Scandinavian pop music, and this gives it to me in spades. Now, although lyrically I think it's awful there is something about the song structure that sings to my very basic needs. I have to admit, I really do quite enjoy this one, even though I know I shouldn't. And I reckon this is kind of a sneaky chance to get through on the Thursday night as well. So I'm keeping an eye out for that jury score for Emma. And I rank this one in... 13th place
1: 13th yes just outside the top 10 oh my god you are in that group (laughs) Kiriakos you and Teddy maybe Ovinos on the mushrooms as well maybe oh my god no you're all just a bit basic basically (laughs) wow okay well look Even though I was actually a little bit annoyed about the whole song selection process, I have to admit, they got the right thing. Mm here. this is a much better entry for Malta. I'm really glad to see Emma there at Eurovision. She truly is worthy of getting there to Turin, and she has the look, the voice, and the stage presence to really do something special on the night. I just don't think maybe the song is special enough. Mm. It's good. It's solid. It, I recognize it has some good elements. But again, it just feels me... I feel, I'm just a bit cold by it. I'm not warmed up by it. And yet again, we have a jury versus televote problem for Malta. It's year in, year out. And they don't seem to do anything to change it. It's very yeah. frustrating. So, look, I enjoy it. It's fine. It's in 26th place. Okay. That's a very kind of... Just well, it's not there. 33rd. Yeah, it's true. But God, I'm glad it's not up with you, Lod. The <laughs> basics. <laughs> I will agree with you. She is
0: such a great artist. It is a shame she hasn't got something a little stronger. But I still think she kind of got a fighting chance. Just.
1: Yeah, I think it's just going to be that question. The biggest question, and we said it very early in this. I just don't know how the jury are going to treat it. Mm. You've got stronger people going for jury in this semi final. And once you start to fall down, and if you're not on that top four, of jury you might be in trouble and i think there are four or five better jury songs in this semi i guess we will see come torino all right well look thanks so much for joining us and we will catch you next time for comments from us and our very interesting team <laughs> yeah thanks very much for joining us catch you later
0: as always thanks for joining us and thank you for your support you can follow us on our social media channels at
1: AussieVisionNet. And if you want to support the work that we and 20 Aussie Vision volunteers do and get some really good bonus content, then you can subscribe to our Patreon. The link is in the show notes. Thanks very much. Catch you later.